Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. So here's the thing. There's a really important thing to know when covering issues like this that especially on the type of podcast I have one is you can't be the breaking news people like there's too many moving parts the story is evolving and really I'm not a journalist you know so I try not to do if you notice the way my show works I try not to do breaking news stuff that's not the nature of my show I also try not to do the type of analysis that's necessarily drawing the conclusions about whatever particular like political landmine something is. Mine is to translate and to understand and to put into perspective things that might be baffling. There's a lot, if you notice about my show, there's a lot of my show that's really like, yo, but on the other hand, you know what I'm saying? This the way that fool was thinking about that. Or here's a way for you to think about this. You know, Now, when you get into something like a school shooting, but not only, not just a school shooting, an elementary school shooting, God dog, kids. There's some stuff that I'm just not, either emotionally prepared for or even equipped to do commentary on. Nah, saying like, I can't, I can't call it. And then there's some sort of political landmines like, you know, what happened every time there's an active gunman situation where we start talking about gun laws again. And like, if we just, if I just kept doing shows about gun, gun laws, you know, I would sound just like the rest of the country where, you know, don't nothing ever get done. And it's just ridiculous. And in the meantime, fools getting shot up all the time, you know, and, you know, it's not daily. You know what I'm saying? Like all that energy. Or we're here to drag the police or make them be superheroes or, you know, sort of armchair quarterbacking a situation. This here is to understand why the hell you hesitated. And how stuff like that don't ride where I'm from. But on the other hand, you also know, hey, homie, if you wasn't outside with us, I don't think you can comment about this. Let's get into this Uvalde uh, elementary school shooting, y'all. Hood politics. So as y'all see, I clearly delayed releasing this particular episode because like I said, it's like 
first of all, I have to emotionally process the idea of children being subjugated to something like this. Notwithstanding the fact that I know this was a almost a hundred percent Latino community, it's close to the border, that hits home. Um notwithstanding, I'm like watching the uh sort of the the press conference from the police and I'm like, yo, the least you could do is speak Spanish. Like fam, that's the least y'all could do for these families. You can't even do a press conference in Spanish, my nigga. Like, that's called as ice. And of course I'm watching the zeitgeist about guns and such. Just trying to figure out like, what's the angle? What's the basis? Like what role does hood politics play in something like this? So first of all, yo, nobody should have to live like this. Nobody should go through something like this. You know, we make, we make comments and jokes about like, and they're not jokes, like in some senses, but it's like, yo, it's real in the Ville. Like if you, if you lived in like violent neighborhoods, you know, gang invested stuff where like our stuff gets shot up, you know, we had world on wheels. It was like a roller skating rink. And then, uh, I had to stop going there. I had to go to skate junction out in, uh, out in West Covina. This is like 20 minutes east of 20, 30 minutes east of where world on wheels was. Cause it used to always get shot up. You know what I'm saying? This is something that like a child shouldn't have to deal with the MLK day parade down in Lemur park in, in South central Los Angeles, in the Crenshaw district We to stop going because something always went down. You know what I'm saying? And these are not things that a child should ever have to live with. You know, we live in the inner city. Parents have been burying their children for decades. And even with that being true, it's still not easy. You don't get used to it. Like no one gets used to that. So out the box, man, it's different. This is different than gang violence because of the, the nature of what this is. But losing your baby is losing your baby and being a part of a community that has to deal with this sort of situation. If you could hear my voice shake, it's because this, you know, I never lived through no Sandy Hook. I ain't lived through no Columbine. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a parent. Back then when those things were happening, I wasn't a parent. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I mean, Columbine, like I was still like around high school age, I was maybe 19 then, you know what I'm saying? Well, out of high school then, you know, but like this, this stuff is, is wild to have to live with. So first of all, you know, again, I know how many weeks out this pod is about that, but like this stuff stick with you, homie. Like when you go through stuff like this, it is mug stick with you. Now, having said that, Here's what I find that needs a little, little explaining, little, little, little hood sauce on it. If there's one thing you know, if you a civilian or you active. If you active, that's meant like gangbanger, gang affiliation. If you bout that life, if you in the field, if you outside, you in the field, whatever slang you using, you know what I'm saying? If you go up to the function and you got a stick on you, you pull the stick out, you better be prepared to use it. You don't think twice. If you pull out on somebody, you listen. You have to use your stick. You can't have it on you and pull it without the wherewithal that this is pulled to be used. Maybe it's a deterrent. Maybe you could stop somebody from pulling theirs, but you have the thought has to cross your mind and you have to reckon with the reality of you ask anybody in the field they have reckoned with the reality of already settled that i might not make it home tonight they don't know it's already in their head and a lot of them dudes which is the sad part about it in in their mind they like 
I'm already on borrowed time. I should have died a long time ago. I should have died in a shootout last week. You know what I'm saying? Like they done already reckoned with their morality or not morality. Wow. They done already reckoned. Well, maybe with their morality, maybe that was 40 and I don't know, but they done reckoned with their mortality already. That's already a settled. I'm a die out here. Studies show that like even even if you get out of gang life, if you stay there, like most likely you going to die within a, a 10 mile radius of where you are from. Nipsey used to say it all the time. He's like, I'm going to die out here. I'm going to die over here. Partially because of his commitment to not leave. But it's like, yo, this is my hood. If you, if you got me, you got me. But I ain't running. I ain't running in my own hood. They like, if you pull your strap, you using it. Also, there's an understanding of like, you know what you signed up for. You know, in 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 my story, I, I have a song which maybe I'll link it in the show notes. The song called We Was Only Ten. It's on the People EP. It's it's streaming. It's you can me and DJ Mosky, you can look it up. And I tell the story of really my first interaction with like real, you know, sort of guns and like crip recruitment. And it was really accidental. You know, I was but it, but it made it very clear to me, like, that these other little 10, 11, 12-year-old boys, because we was all just, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. It was clear to me that they knew what they were signing up for. And once it became clear that that's what was happening, that this wasn't just me trying to kick it with the homies and just trying to be cool because I don't want them to think I'm a punk. It was like... Oh, we could die. So the story for me took place on the east side of South Central. I know I say a lot of specifically LA stuff, but that's why y'all love me, right? East side of South Central, it's between, at, when my grandmother lived on 73rd uh, in San Pedro between Florence and Maine. Now, shoelaces, if you bought my uh, book, Terraform, you know the shoelaces was blue over there unless you go four blocks down to which shoelaces were red and then four more blocks down to which they were blue again. It's crazy. Anyway, down the street from my grandmother's house was my uncle by marriage's family. We used to call him my dear, right? And um, Uncle, uncle Sonny, you know, he, God rest his soul. And, but across the street from them were some boys who... They had the better Nintendo games, you know what I'm saying? They used to like, you know, had the boxing gloves out in the yard. We was LA kids, you know? And for me, I felt like I could free reign run down, running up and down the street because I essentially had two grandmothers like on, on opposite ends of the block. So like this was, I mean, this was such a little safe haven over here. When you're on a block like that and you're that young and this is just my grandma's house, you don't think about gang life yet. You're not thinking about how it's just, just unaware. Like you're just, and it's not, it's not unaware in the sense of like naive. It's just innocent. We're just kids. You know, there were kids that like, your grandma say, don't play with them. Like, you know, you're not allowed to play with them. They, you know, they not raised right. They bad little kids. And then there's kids that you, I look, there's no way in the world y'all didn't know somebody that felt like, I don't know, man, I just don't feel safe around this food. Like when you was kids, you couldn't put your finger on, but you was just like, Ah, man, I don't know, man. Some, you know what I'm saying? Man, I don't know if I should play with them. So uh, we had we had that on our street too. So there was kids across the street. And I remember specifically my cousin, some of my older cousins being like, basically without saying it, like, yo, don't go over there. Like essentially like, man, you know, this, this your grandma and them. You don't live on this street. This just your grandma and them. And you don't know them and you not built for this. I was like, we just playing Nintendo, you know? And they were cool, it was fun. Everybody over there at grandma house, they all older than me. Like I'm one of the younger, I'm on the younger side of my cousins. So like, everybody older than me, like I just got drinking. I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm just gonna go over there and go play. So we playing Nintendo, you know, slap boxing outside, putting the boxing things. And then they decide they're gonna go to the Golden Ox to get some fries. They used to call it the Ox. I didn't understand what he was saying at first when he said the Ox. And I was like, we going to where? He was like, the Ox. I was like, where? He's like, Golden Ox, get some fries. I was like, oh, 
Yeah. So I'm looking back across the street and there's a golden ox. So first of all, I'm looking back across the street at my family function and they chilling. And I just remember somebody looking across the street, basically like, Jason, what is you doing? Y'all know my birth name is Jason. Like, what, what is you doing? And me just trying to be cool. So, you know, there was an alleyway right behind this golden ox. It's on Florence and Maine. Uh, Again, east side of South Central was still there, which is like pretty crazy. The gap, the alleyway, you know, it's caged off now. But like, here come the little lack, click, click uh, in the alleyway. Here come the lack, click, clack, pop the trunk, and then I start realizing as they politicking, all the little cuz, cuz, blah, say blah, loke, loke started happening, and then the tools start showing up. You know what I mean by the tools, you know? And at that point, I'm like. Uh, this is real. Like, like I said before, I'm like, oh, this is real. You know, I should, man, uh, wait a minute. I don't know if I'm ready for this. And and like at that point, I was like, see, this why everybody kept looking at me across the street. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, this. And I remember having, I remember making that decision that day. Like, yeah, let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and fall back. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. There's a thing that people reference, at least in the streets, at least in the generation before me, like a lot of young dudes, they they ain't never seen the movie. But uh, <laughs> but the dudes above me reference the 90s movie Boys in the Hood, because I think of a lot of the gangster movies that were kind of happening around this time. John Singleton, who was clearly from South Central, like captured a very special like specificity about what it was like to be in South Central and in extension California as a whole or LA as a whole and its surrounding areas. Cause you could, you could uproot this story and, and at least it's the high points of it. And you could place this in Filipino communities, places, Latino communities, the high points of it. There are, let me not say it's all the same thing, but there are, there's specific notes and those notes are captured in the relationship between Doughboy and Trey. And, Doughboy is Ice Cube. He's Doughboy's played by Ice Cube and Trey's played by uh, Cuba Gooden Jr., right? And when it was time to go ride, right? We like, again, a game references this moment too in his Drink Champs episode. When it was time to go ride, when it was time to go shoot up a situation, 
to go blast out the window like it's time to go do some murdering. Trey was angry and was in the whip with him, but then had a moment where he was like, yo, let me out. And the whole and the whole rest of the car looked at him like, really, nigga, you finna get out? Doughboy stayed in the car. Trey got out the car. Now they brothers. They both same hood, same neighborhood. They family. Like this, they raised in the same space, same thing. It's the same. Nobody questioning if Trey really from here. But Trey go off to college. Doughboy dies. I mean, if if there's a statute of limitations on spoilers. But the point is, it's the picture of whether you gangbanging or you just affiliated. You a civilian or you a soldier. And that's the difference. Some people stay in the car and, and it's going to die out here because we know what we signed up for. Is, the, is they attitude. Others are like Trey. That's like, this is my family to sit, but like, listen, I'm not made for this. And you got to make the call to get out the car because if you stay in the car, you have to shoot because you know what you signed up for. You don't think twice. Right? Game makes an example of that's the difference between him and Kendrick. Because he's like, they're actually very similar in the way in their, in their taste and what they like. It's just the difference is I stayed in the car. Kendrick has sense enough to get out the car. You know, because you used to think that staying in the car was like, that's real nigga shit. Like that's, you a real man, if you a real nigga if you stay in the car. You know what I'm saying? Like it's real, you out here in the field, like you real if you stay in the car. You, you, you fake and you fraudulent if you get out. And now game is like, damn, I'm in my 40s now. So maybe I should have got out the car. It, it's crazy, right? You Because you like, man, I don't know if this was the right thing to do. It's what I knew. It's like, at that point, it's too late. Like, I know a lot of gang intervention people I, I, that was like serving in our communities was like, even way out in the IE. Because whatever the reason was, they was out there trying to, you know, look out for us too. The attitude was, look, it's too late for me. Don't don't make the same mistakes I did. I know what I signed up for. If you got a chance to get out the car, get out the car. Like people think people think that like you know gang recruitment is like equal opportunity. Now a lot of these OGs were at least around my age, they knew what they was looking for. Because they life on the line too. I can't have you if I'm a, if I'm gonna put you if I'm gonna put you on that's part of the jumping in thing. Like it's the pain you experience. But if I'm going to put you on, I need to know you're not going to think twice. Is you a, is you a rider or not? That's why you ask me, you going to ride or die? Like you got to know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like you in your apartment building, you got, you got 10 guns to this apartment, to this building. I need to know if it go down, you know where them guns are. And when you, and when I put it in your hand, you ain't finna think twice. Y'all know what you signed up for. You either Trey or Doughboy. And it's and it's on us and it's on the hood to make sure in active situations that you ready. If not, DP. DP is discipline. You get DP'd. If you messing up a bag or like you thought twice when it was time to go down, are you finna get DP'd? What does that mean? That means them dudes finna beat the mess out. They finna beat the brakes off you. Cause you still hood. It's still, you still family, but they finna beat the brakes off you. You gonna be walking around just as sore as the ops. They ain't gonna kill you, but they gonna beat the brakes off you. Just to teach you. Nigga, you don't think twice. You put all our lives in danger. But on the 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The other hand, we're still talking about human beings. I don't care how hard this person say, how hard they say they are. When guns is flying, when the bullets is flying and you don't know where direction they coming from, you gonna think twice. It's scary. I don't know if you've ever been in a shootout situation, whether you was an innocent bystander or you just happen to hear from far away. Hell, you could hear guns from two blocks away and it's scary. Like, don't like, like, don't let nobody lie to you. That adrenaline, some people are just adrenaline junkies. It's scary. You like this not. It's like, don't you, your instincts are going to click in. It's scary. But what did you sign up for? Right. And then on the other hand, there's a, a type of training that like, well, nobody wants innocent people to die. So you don't just don't start spraying back. You got to know who your op is. What the situation is. And I mean, nobody wants, you know, little Kayla who just happened to be playing outside. Nobody wants, unless they crazy, nobody wants the, the baby to die. So sometimes you got to like, wait, regroup. You can't just shoot at everybody. Like, hold on. Wait, wait a second, man. Take do a little recon. Like, think this through. You know what I'm saying? You walk into a party, you don't know what everybody got. Even if it's a hostel, you can't walk in here just stacking like, I don't care how many y'all got in here. Like, nah, homie, you don't know what they got. You don't know, you don't know what, you don't know what they own. You don't know how they gonna respond. You don't know that. You don't make no assumptions about foods. Like, so like, look, some, sometimes you fall back for tactical reasons. Cause I don't, look, I don't know what he got on him. I don't know who in this room know who what. Blah, say, blah, woo, I don't know. So you don't just walk in, man. You get, like I said, you know, you may be, you may have seen the enemy. You ready to go ride on him. Y'all, and like, you don't know, like, you don't know how many guns they got in that, in that apartment building. You may only have like four, five burners stashed in the bushes here. Niggas got 20, 30 guns. You don't know that. No, wait a second. Now, all this is me talking out my neck. You know why? Because I ain't signed up for it. I got out the car. That's why I don't know what I'm talking about. So if you ask me if I'm going to hesitate, nigga, yeah, because I ain't signed up for that. But if it came to my children, 
I don't know if there's anything. Ain't, ain't, I mean, ain't nothing going to stop me coming to my children. Let me tell you this story. We used to live in Long Beach. And there was one night our house used to, or our little apartment used to, the back entrance was like an alleyway, you know, and, our, and me and my wife's bedroom window kind of faced that alleyway. It was a great view <laughs> of the alleyway and the trash cans. Anyway, you know, one night I'm dozing off and we hear, you always hear people in the alleyway, you know, cars or tweakers, whatever the case may be. You just hear them all the time. And then one day, in the, you know, out of a cold sleep, I could hear what sounded like somebody trying to get into our gate from the alleyway into like, into our living space rather than just like passing by. So they was trying to get in. My eyes popped open, cold sleep. My wife said, babe. Now, you know that pile of clothes that's next to the bed that a lot of times, I don't know, I'm, I guess I'm making a cisgender joke here, but like heterosexual couple, cisgendered heterosexual couple, joke but that pile of clothes that's on the side of the bed that men always have the clothes that are in between dirty and clean where it's like it's not really ready for the hamper yet i could probably wear it again or it's the pair of sweats that you was trying to sleep in but it got too hot so you just put them on the side of the bed ultimately that pile of clothes is the babe did you hear that pile of clothes or the can you go get me some water pile of clothes at at some point your boot thing gonna send you outside to something. What I don't wanna be is outside in the alleyway, standing over a dead body in my drawers. I'm not trying to be on the news talking about this was self-defense in my drawers. So there's a pile of clothes next to my bed just in case my wife sends me to do something. So anyway, babe, I pop up and I probably physically can't do this again, but my side of the bed was towards the wall and her side of the bed was, you know, towards the door to get out. And somehow or another, in one movement, I was able to push my body up and jump over her, get my sweats on, get into the kitchen, to the like weapons area, grab a knife, and I was outside in the alley. And somewhere in between that, I shut and locked my wife's door and my child's door, my daughter's door to their bedroom. And I don't remember how I did all that. It was like you just, your lizard brain clicks in and it's just go time. All I could think about is you gonna have to kill me before you get to my family. I'm either going to jail or the hospital, but you not getting in this, I'll, you not getting in this house. I, it was just that simple to me. Praise the Lord, wasn't nobody outside. And once I came to and I realized like, damn, I'm in the alley. Like this white dudes be on the news with no shirt on. You know what I'm saying? I have my sweats, but I ain't no shirt. And I'm, you know, I'm real thin. But all I, I was like, this how, this how the memes happen. Because we heard a sound in the middle of the night. And it was like go time. Fam, I'm like, y'all, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I don't remember. It was like I blacked out. Like I... I re it all felt like one fluid movement. It was like flow state. Like I can't explain. And all I could think about was there's going to be a murder tonight. It's either him or me. It's them or me. It's just what's not going to happen. You are not getting in this house. You are not going to hurt my family. That's just, I look, I like I said, I probably, I, I I don't, I couldn't replicate that. I can't bring that, I just can't bring that type of energy to force at any moment. I just thought my children were in danger. And there's just, there's just, there's nothing you're, ain't no way. That's all I'm saying. Ain't no way. It's just, you're not finna do it. Now, active shooter situation. You're on the special duty. 
of protecting elementary school kids. And as the story has developed, we've been learning and trying to understand how all of this transpired. You know, it's a town of like 66,000 people. Like there's, there's barely anyone there. It's a small, tiny Latino town with an even tinier police force. And you in probably the scariest situation of your life. Now, I started looking for people who were in special forces, tactical units, or signed up for this special type of school police protection, which really only existed after post Columbine, you know, and that was something we ain't never seen nothing like that, like an active mass shooter situation in a school. Schools used to not have forces that were specifically for that. Before that, you were supposed to wait for the experts. You know, you, you, yeah, you don't go in because we never seen nothing like that. Like you wait for the experts. After this, it was like, after this, you know, we started having these rise of these active gunmen, these shooters, school shooting situations. No, you, you need to take the, you need to take the danger out immediately. You got to subdue the the target immediately. And there's no thinking. Like, I need to stop who, who the shooter. Find him, shoot him. End it. I'm not thinking about end it now. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't used to be like that. Now, you in a tiny town near a Texas border, this the last thing on your mind. Fam, you've been writing tickets. You've been like being deporters. You know what I'm saying? Just, you ain't like, you know, you'd like, it, you haven't, you know, doing domestic violence calls. Like you ain't had no situation like this. But if you, but once you start talking to like, you know, special forces, tactics people, like, I saw this video on, on what is that thing called? Twitter. I'm tired, y'all. And the gentleman was calmly explaining, hey, man, you have to understand that if you sign up to protect people's babies, don't nobody care whether you make it home or not. That's their babies. And if that's a thing for you, then this may be not the job. Like if you, if you're trying to preserve your own life, you have, you, this isn't the field. No one is concerned about your life. And I was like, yo, he cutting it real clean for that. And that's kind of true, man. Like when we're thinking about the police response, which we're getting to when it was, when the, when the cops was like, yo, well, we might get shot too. That's why we ain't go in. It's like, don't mind give a fuck about whether you live or not. Ain't nobody worried about a fireman get burnt. You post, that's your job. You go in there and put the fire out. Again, you know what you signed up for. So this is what he trying to, so this, so this, this tactical unit dude that I saw on Twitter, I'm horribly, I should have more evidence of this, but it's on there, I promise. He was like, listen, maybe this isn't the job for you. And that's fine. And that's that's what I think people need to understand. It's fine. If you like, if you still trying to believe this like superhero, like you're all John McClane, like all cops are John McClane, you know what I'm saying? That's a diehard reference that all cops are these just like hero, you know, just crime fighters, like all of y'all Avengers, then yeah, then you can't bitch up in a situation like this. Or maybe you not. And listen, it's fine. Just don't sign up for the type of position that you can't bitch. Then just, just be Trey. It's fine. Just get out the car. Cause you like, this ain't the world for you. And don't ask for billions of dollars for no tanks and like army grade weapons if when you had the chance to use your weapons, you don't use them. You got to know what you signed up for. And don't nobody care whether you come home or not. 
We talking about their children. And as and as the story has progressed, that's rain true about children, about your kids, too, because not only were the police having to restrain the parents. Some of them parents got away and went and got their babies. Ain't none of y'all. You not listen to me. Listen to me. You're not going to stop me from getting my baby. I die in there. You're not going to stop me from getting my baby. And then when the cops finally went in, guess what they did? A couple of them went and got their babies. Like, I just, okay, that's, I mean, it's human. Have you just, I'm saying at that point, your lizard brain took over. I don't care how much you've been trained. This shit is scary. Your lizard brain gonna take over. Just don't act like you an Avenger. Because you're not. And so, and my position is this. Wait, let me back up. The story I'm covering was how the local police hesitated. And then some of them waited for, and then they waited for like the, the specialist to get there. Before they breached the school to go apprehend this kid that was, you know, shooting up in the meantime. Like, and not only that, like, homie was outside the school. He was running around the city and shot at his grandma, crashed his car, was like shooting outside the school, then went into school and started shooting popo just around. Now, I'm trying to paint this picture to give some color to what the popo was doing. And if you haven't followed me, so if you haven't figured out what I'm trying to do here is I'm actually humanizing the police here too. What I'm trying to say is this shit is scary, right? But on the other hand, you stayed in the car with Doughboy. But on the other hand, when you was in that alleyway between Florence and Maine, you could have turned around just like me. No, nigga, you kept going. I know it's scary, but this what you signed up for. So they didn't go in. They waited. And as the story started going, coming forward, like, yo, I thought that wasn't protocol. Like, why did y'all wait? And their answer got everybody riled up. Now, I want you to listen to this answer and follow me on this. The answer was, look it. We didn't even know where the bullets was coming from. And when they stopped shooting, he said that for a second there, we thought it went from an active shooter to a barricade situation. And if it's a barricade situation, then, yeah, you need some tactics. You need some strategy. So on one hand, you could make the decision and and look and, and this is what they trying to say. It sounds awful when they like, well, if we'd have just went in, man, we would have got shot and we could have died too. I know it seems crazy, but like, I mean, we could have shot too. And all of us went, kick rocks. Their argument is, well, if we go down, then there's no hope. What y'all gonna do if we go down? So we need to make sure that we good too. We trying to preserve life, but like, I don't want my officers to die either. The problem is, don't nobody care about your life right now. Our children are in there. Nigga, you signed up to watch our children. I might, my brain, look, my brain went back to the lizard thing. Uh, somebody need to go in there and get my kids. And if you ain't finna go, I'ma go. Man, give me that gun. Like, listen, you gonna be in the alleyway like prop? Either they dying or I'm dying. Let me tell you what's not gonna happen. You not finna, t you not finna get my children. But sure enough, 19, 19 folks, 19 babies. All that to say this, when you look at the police decision and now, you know, uh, as of today, it's May 29th, it's being investigated like the governor Abbott, you know, for what he's worth. He's like, man, what? Wait, y'all, wait, what? And the police chief in the place was like, yo, we got the benefit of hindsight now. Like, damn, that was not a good idea. Sometimes you take L's. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to give him that. He's like, damn, yeah, now it sounds stupid now. It sounds stupid now. 
But yo, at the time, we thought this was the right thing to do. Maybe. Or maybe y'all was scared. You know, and if you scared, go to church. This like. This shit you signed up for. That's why ain't nobody got mercy for you. And on top of that, it's our children. And it might be a whole lot of reasons why, tactically speaking, you should take a beat to figure out what you're doing. I'm just like, look, man, y'all signed up to be Doughboy. You supposed to protect my children. 19 on your watch. Now, listen. If you got a conscience, that stuff way heavy on you. I don't think there's any officer in that tiny town that that shit ain't weighing heavy on. You know, we see the, uh, you know, the political stuff. I know this because I know if OGs live long enough, they carry a lot of PTSD and regret around some of the lives they've taken. It's like, no, nah, we did what we had to do. I get it. You know what I'm saying? It was their life over mine. I made a decision. But this, this shit haunt me. It keep, it keep them up at night. And especially if you ever did time, like, unless you're just a straight sociopath, if you did time, man, you like, yo, I'm haunted by this stuff, man. Like, you sitting in that cell by yourself. I mean, that shit is scary, man. And it's already... It's already traumatic because, you know, especially like if it was a shootout situation, like I'm talking gang stuff, it was a shootout situation like you, your life flashed before your eyes, too. Don't let nobody lie to you. You don't get used to that. You know. But. I know it's police right now who's like getting night terrors. They know them 19 kids was on their watch. You, you think they don't regret that pause? You think they don't regret that? I bet you they do. I think some of them didn't know what they signed up for. I think some of them did. I think some of them just didn't ever expect that this was going to go down. Now, there might be levels of racism to it. I don't know. That's not a I don't that's not a, not a story I'm seeing. The most racist thing I've been seeing was the fact that like y'all can't even talk to these families in Spanish. It's like you don't even care, fam. You know what I'm saying? From what I understand, you know, the city is notorious for like Gunning for deportation. I don't know if they held off because it was brown kids. I know that like a lot of the uh, the police force was brown kids, but power is a hell of a drug. Once you get into a system, you start thinking you better than the other ones. Now, I don't know that's their situation. I know it's real in the field, though. I also know, listen, when you sign up, this look, that's just how it's this just how it go, fam. You signed up for this. You know what I'm saying? It's par for the course. When you if you pull, if you look, you gotta bust, you gotta shoot. It sucks. And if you're not down to shoot, then don't sign up for it. Or don't pretend like you a superhero, nigga, because you're not. And that's fine. It's okay if you're not a superhero. Hey, I'm saying, look, police, it's okay if you're not John McClane. It's fine. Just don't, don't make us pay you like you are. Just go and go be that. Nobody like false flagging. Why I make it very clear on this show that I do talk a lot of gangster stuff, why I always have a caveat is because I need people to understand I'm never going to false flag for you because I'm okay with who I am. I know I, I know I ain't that. I know niggas that are. I know I'm not. That's fine. I understand them because I had to be around them my whole life. But I ain't finna false flag with y'all. Number one, because real niggas call me on it. But number two, it just don't do nobody good. So yeah, you had an active suitor situation. And the popo hesitated. Why? Well, maybe you didn't know what you signed up for. 
Or maybe that shit was super scary. Either way, either you Doughboy or Trey. But if if you Doughboy, you pull that gun and his life's in danger, can't be thinking twice, homie. Hood politics. Yeah, this here thing was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This mug was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by Matt Osowski. I can totally say his name, guys. It was it was a shtick. He's going by Matt now again because he got into some legal situations with the name Headlights. Y'all know Common used to be called Common Sense. Y'all know Tip. T.I. was Tip. Sometimes it happens. Executive produced by the one and only Sophie Lichterman for Cool Zone Media and the theme music by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. So y'all just remember, listen, every time you check in, if you understand city living, you understand politics. We'll see y'all next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.